welcome back to OP is OP, the podcast where we go through the One Piece manga front to back. I, as always, am Jacob, the super rookie of One Piece, joined by my co-host, the super veteran, Justin. What's up? Today we're discussing the return to Shibondi in One Piece, but that's actually, like, really short. Only chapters 598 to 602. Let's be honest. Let's, let's be honest, there's no plot. <laughs> no yeah, plot. <laughs> it's, it's very, very short. That's going to be, like, five minutes Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mostly today we're going to be discussing this whole kind of just first part of the series, like up to the time skip, kind of just reminisce a little bit and, and enjoy mm-hmm. One Piece before I'm gonna be we honest. dive into the new world. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be just talk, like being fanboying about like the new the new looks the characters got after the time skip because, you know, I guess, like I already said, it's hardly any plot. We get some funny copycats. If you've seen the, the movie The Dark Knight from... uh. Christopher Nolan, it's kind of like that at the very beginning with the Batman copycats, but instead you have pirate copycats. <laughs> yeah. You have, you have funny little moments, but interactions... Is this a One Piece reference? Yeah, exactly, is this. <laughs> Within the universe. Um, and people are like trying to take advantage of like Luffy's old namesake and the Straw Hats. It doesn't go so well, because obviously you still need to be strong enough to get to the, the new world. But obviously the actual Straw Hats return and dismantle everything. And they eventually reunite. And they set course finally, at least they say to Fishman Island, right? They say <laughs> you're Fishman skeptical Island. now because they've been saying it for so long. Uh, yeah, oh, it's been over a hundred fucking chapters. I'm going to be skeptical. <laughs> so I'm hoping Fishman Island. But at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of this episode, you're going to say, "Oh, we're going to continue Thriller Park too." And I'm just like, "Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's all right. It's all right." Like, now on to the Thriller Bark Submarine Reborn arc. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, on the way to Fishman Island, get eaten by an enormous submarine. <laughs> yeah. So, I think I covered the overall star- story. I think I covered it, right? Did I miss any key points? Because we're obviously going to dive into the character. Not themselves. really. Like, there's some really cool moments there. Like, I really liked Rayleigh's moment, you know, where he does his huge... Oh, yeah. ...through the ground. He's like, oh, I recommend <laughs> you not to step over this line. Oh, exactly. And I, and I don't the... think any of them stepped over that line, though we no. do not see. In fact, if you look real closely, I bet you, you could just imagine just a Navy guy in the back of just going, just dropping his gun, going, all right, fuck it, I'm out, what, what? Yeah, honestly, like... <laughs> I would have just turned around and walked away. Like, I'm not off my line, bro. I ain't ain't paid no for this shit. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't getting paid like that. Yeah. So, yeah, you got little character moments. You have all the allies, some of the Straw Hats made, especially on the islands they were staying on individually, helping them out with their escape. That was really cool. But if you've read it or you've seen the anime, you know what I'm talking about. It was nice little moments, but I think we're all just want. Let's just let's just jump to the characters. Should we go in the order? Yeah, let's go. Cool. Okay. That was going to be one of my questions. To who had the biggest glow up or like your favorite new character design? Uh, oh, you're going you're to start right away with the favorites or do you want to go in order? Because I was thinking of in the order of when they... Oh, yeah. you've got them all. Okay, give it to me then. Yeah, give me the ranking of the new yeah. of designs. Okay. Yeah. So the first that shows up and it's actually a good glow up, but it's more like mid-tier for me is Brooks. Brooks returns. He's a full-on classic rock star at this point. He looks like Elton John. It looks so fucking yeah, Brooke, great. He still looks exactly the same, I feel, like, in the way that he's drawn. But he's just yeah. got some new drip, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it looks Let's, good. Let, yeah, honestly, that drip's good enough. Because he stands out a lot more now. Because before, he was he looked a bit like Sanji, because he just had the suit, right? But he had the top right, and the skeleton, right. right? But now he has all the extra, the frills and the... <laughs> all the color even then yeah even in i like the black and white manga 
Yeah, even in the manga, I can tell. Uh, it's colored black. It's obviously there's no color in the manga, but I could tell it's like bright colors and everything. <laughs> it's colorful, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and plus the sunglasses are great too. So, Brooks is no longer just a slash reference. He is also a slash and Elton John reference. So, and he's only mid tier for me because again, I'm ranking them all right. So he's like in the middle for me. I have it yeah. of all the nine straw hats. He's actually number six on the glow ups, which is not bad. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. It's like he he's in the middle of the pack. It's fine. Yeah. He got he got changed a club. Um. So unfortunately, at the bottom of the glow up list, because let's be honest, this is the less the least amount of change is Sanji. Uh, he returns. Yeah, he's got yeah. some facial hair. He's got a bit longer hair, I think, too. But I think he has almost the exact same jacket and yeah, suit, like his I face think. is like a little more. I think like kind of ch- chiseled. You know, he looks a little bit older, but he didn't really change. Yeah. Still, still um, Sanji. Oh, I guess since we're talking about uh actually no, we'll talk about the aesthetics first. We'll th- we'll just talk about aesthetics first. So yeah, so Sanji returns, he just has some facial hair, and he's basically the exact same yeah, personality wise. I think they all are basically the exact same personality wise. But uh the thing that's a little disappointing with Sanji for me was again the fact that he didn't look any different. I was I'm kinda hoping that in the future, um because obviously we haven't seen them actually fight for real is maybe he has, like, a new kind of style. Like, you know how Zoro always puts on the bandana, right? When he gets serious? I'm hoping yeah. that Sanji, like, takes off the jacket, right? Or or rolls up the sleeves oh, more yeah. often. Or he's just cool. like, all right, you know what, motherfucker? Come on. And maybe he's kind of like, redundant to roll up his sleeves when he kicks. <laughs> eh, you know, it's, it's, hey, listen, it's for threat level, okay? It's mind games when you're fighting. Um, Not to mention just, like, maybe he's got suspenders, right? Um... Shoot, what's that fighting game character from Street Fighter? Uh, the guy with the suspenders, like the butler, I think. Yeah, they have the boxing gloves, I think. You know what I'm talking I about? Have n- I have no clue. No, oh, I haven't played Street darn. Fighter in too long. Ah, oh, darn. But there's a character that's in, I believe, a Street Fighter that looks like that with the suspenders and everything. So I'm just like, you know what? Sanji would actually look really cool if he had that kind of drip. But you know what? It's fine. It's at the he's at the bottom of my glow up list, but you know, it's it's just facial hair. Um. I will say the first time I saw it, I had a negative impression. I think you were actually listening to me when I was going through the first pages and going like, mm-hmm. he's got a fucking porn stash. I, it was, <laughs> it was, yeah. th- but honestly, it really grew on me quickly. So, cause I'm like, right. Cause Sanji's still a young adult. He thinks it's the cool guy thing. So it's like, yeah, it makes sense. He's trying to grow out his facial hair. He's trying to get that, that nice goatee, maybe that beard going, but he can't cause he's too young. So, yeah, you know, it's get fine. There. All right. All right. All right. Next on the appearance list. Um, you thought, you think, this is my favorite glow-up, and it's Nami. Nami, um... I definitely thought that was your favorite (laughs) glow-up. Well, she's still my favorite character, but, listen, there's other glow-ups that surprise me. Regardless... Okay. Uh, you, you, I'm starting to think there's a chance that you're one of the enlightened ones. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. So, Nami's new appearance, um... Definitely an eye catcher. Let's let's not beat around the bush here. She got yeah. bigger boobs. She's, she's got longer she's hair. Hot. She's much sexier. Straight up, like, um, much more open about it. And at first, I'm kind of still on the m- middle about you know over sexualizing characters, especially because you know how good they are. But in this case, I think it does match Nami only because if you remember, uh, all of your listeners at the very beginning of the series, she's very plain, very like reserved. She doesn't want to stand out too much, right? Because she's trying to lay low when she was still with Arlong's crew. Yeah. And then finally, after two years of being free and being able to be with the Straw Hats, it makes more sense 
as time more times going on that yeah she would be the one just be open be your be yourself and go out there and have fun because i'm like she looks like she's dressed like she's going to a nightclub at a beach like like, like a miami beach like, <laughs> like spring a beach break. party yeah yeah like spring break she's gonna party at night kind of thing she's got the heels going which i'm not a huge fan of but that's the aesthetic right she's got like you know the obvious very uh very courteous bra to reveal all the goods and she's also oh, got yeah, like she's all like yeah, she's got like the dancer pants and the heels she's got the long hair so yeah um so yeah <laughs> yeah if you're saying Nami's not looking good you're lying to yourself like, yeah i real. yeah obviously i'm trying to contain myself here because i'm like no she's fucking hot obviously <laughs> yeah but incredibly. we're just talking about glow-ups but it is a fantastic glow-up because nami's normal look it was very boring let's be honest her she always looked her best when she had an alternate look and appropriate for the arc and it was good sometimes it was kind of you know, false kind of like Alabasta, where it was kind of like mixed because I was like, oh, it's like an exotic dancer in the desert. But then right. sometimes, like I like you know, the beginning of Water Seven with the Union Jack dress, it's like fucking like fucking yeah. S tier. <laughs> but now her, if this is her new default look, it's definitely a lot better than the plain t shirt and skirt. So this is like number three on my best glow up. She's top three of the best glow ups, but okay, okay, not not number one. You know who's number one on my glow up list? The next to show up, fucking Usopp, coming in. Ooh, okay, that, that's pretty good. Yeah, so the scene where they introduce the characters, um, this is when it gets really good, because it's the classic I bar should, scene. I probably should have guessed that, honestly, if I yeah. thought a little more about it, you know? <laughs> Actually, it's funny, because uh, post-pre-recording, uh, sorry, post-last recording, you mentioned how yeah some of the characters do get a big difference. And I was joking about Usopp getting the Rocky montage, and fucking guess what? He got the fucking Rocky montage. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this one, this is like one of the parts where I will set up the scene because so Brooks's introduction, he's basically playing a concert on Saboti. Shaboti. Um, Sanji just gets off the boat, uh, and then Nami is at a bar when we're looking at the the copycats for the first time, and they're trying to get her obviously to join the crew because oh she's oh, look look at this redhead. Look at the boobs. She's hot. Join us. Right. And she's like, hell no. I'm waiting for someone. And, of course, they are like, you know, you better listen to our captain or else I'm going to shoot you. She doesn't buckle at all. And then Usopp, being the romantic hero he always is, comes in to save the day, rescues the, you know, the quote-unquote damsel at the bar. She didn't need help. But, you know, he likes to make a flashy entrance, saves her, and then, she, he, then he just sits down at the bar and goes, hey, ma'am, let me buy you a drink. <laughs> and then <laughs> looks over and then right away Nami's like oh shit it's Usopp and then oh, dude I'm so happy Sanji was not here <laughs> he would have died of jealousy he does he does later to Luffy later on but for this reason <laughs> Nami's just hugging Usopp just she's basically motorboating him let's be honest she's basically giving him like the best kind of love she could you could possibly ask for where it's just like yep you've grown <laughs> <laughs> um, but Usopp's like a lot more it, seemingly he's a lot more confident he's got some like green pod tech for his uh, slingshot where he can summon like bugs or plants to help him out from the island he was stuck on that's really cool so he's got like upgraded arsenal yeah. um, but aesthetically he's like he's got suspenders I'm, I'm kind of mixed about the bottom because without color it looks like Santa pants like Santa Claus pants but <laughs> yeah. But either way, I'm also thinking of the jacked up Santa from Jingle All the Way, the guy that beats up Arnold. I don't know if you remember that old yeah, movie. I do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking like Usopp's like that, but he's not old without the beard. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? That could work. That could work. 
Um, but yeah, Usopp's fucking ripped, and he's definitely got the the biggest uh the biggest glow up in comparison. Um, what I was yeah, a that, little... that's fair, very fair. Yeah, and it is implied that he still has the same personality. Like he was very confident here because he's dealing with you know copycat pirates that are like twenty million berries and wanted. But as soon as some of them were getting aggressive again, he got like freaked out again. Um, <laughs> but at the end he's of this coming bar... along. Yeah, and at the end of this bar scene, because Usopp's, like, trying to tell Nami, right, where he's like, I'm not on the bottom three with you anymore, I'm the top tier now, and then, basically, in great fashion, they do the badass walk out of the bar after Nami basically blows up the entire joint with her new, uh, Thunderball technology that she got from the island, it's just going, yeah. You're on the bo- I'm in the bottom three, motherfucker. <laughs> As they do the badass <laughs> walk, she's holding her shopping bags, and Usopp's just looking behind him with the the lightning going off. So it's a wonderful introduction to the, these two characters because these were always like my top favorite characters. So they got the best glow up. So I was really happy. Yeah, about they that. had like a ten out of ten reentrance. Oh yeah, they're yeah. In terms of like introduction scenes, these two got the best introductions of like the actual scenes. Like the bar scene is, is like it's a classic. Um. Biggest surprise and number two on my list of best glow ups is Robin. Robin. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, so Robin shows up, right? Which it's like part of like the Navy trying to figure out like, oh, the copycats, are these real straw hats? Are these not? Or whatever. She's still playing it safe. She's hiding. Dude, I was not ready. Because <laughs> I was not yeah. ready because that opening banner. So that opening banner I always mentioned that's on the Shonen app that I read a run piece from. Uh, I thought, I was worried that that banner might have been much later in the series, but since it's like the mm-hmm. very beginning of this arc, it's going to be like, okay, cool. So if I ever saw those characters too much, then I wouldn't be surprised. I knew what Nami would kind of look like. She's kind of in the front of the banner, let's be honest. I couldn't just ignore that. Right. Uh, but Robin was kind of off to the side, so you didn't get a good look. And then when you see her now, and I'm like, holy shit, that character looks a lot better now. Like, aesthetically. Because before, she had, like, the leather jacket, which was great, but her hair and eyes were kind of, like... There's something about the face or head that was kind of, like, off-modeled a little bit. Maybe, I don't know, it was just me. But this time skip, it's the hair. She's, like, push, pulling it back now. She's got, like, the loose bangs in the front. She's got, like, a like a side skirt going on. Yeah, and I'm and, rubbing. <laughs> and I'm and, very good. Yeah, and I'm just like, Lord have mercy on me. There's two of them now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. So, and that was it. That was fucking fantastic. It was also weird, uh, weird for me personally because is it a? I don't know if it's a Japanese entertainment trope or just a cultural thing. But whenever uh, anyone's in their thirties, they're always joked around of being called gramps or old. Like if you're, I don't know if you've played Final Fantasy VII recently, not the remake, sorry, the original Final Fantasy VII with Kid. Um, there's a character named Kid in that game. He's, like, only 30 years old, but all the characters, like, call him Gramps and shit. He, he's made fun of as being, like, this old geezer. He even looks like it. He smokes a lot, so you can imagine being in something old. But it's like, mm-hmm. he's 30 years old, dude. <laughs> Don't put me in a midlife crisis on me, please. <laughs> so, yeah. That being said, I was worried that after the time skip, they would make Robin look more conservative, more motherly. Where, you know, she's, like, more plain, kind of, like, switch around, like, right? Make Nami the one that's more open and Robin more closed up or simple. And it's like, hell no, Robin's out for competition. <laughs> yeah, she's 20, what, she's 30 now? Yeah, she's 30. Exactly, that's why I brought up that point. Because yeah, I, was, I was thinking Oda was going to continue that trope or not. But, hell no. <laughs> 
Hell no. Oh, I have it written on here for the notes. I have it so that so Nami looks like she's dressed to go to the nightclub party in Miami. Robin looks like she would own the nightclub in Miami. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like she's successful and hot. (laughs) Um so that is Robin, definitely. The next on the list to show up is eighth on my glow up list, only because we haven't really seen much of him in terms of like his other transformations as Chopper. His base form, I think he still looks the same. I think maybe he has extra antlers, like extra horns on the antler. I can't tell. Does he? Yeah, I think he changed like the way that he drew the horns like a little bit, maybe to make it easier to draw. I don't know, but I think it Poss- is like yeah, he's drawing it a little differently. Possibly. Um, but he basically looks exactly the same, except for when he transformed into his reindeer form, like his mobile form. He actually looked a lot bigger, a lot bulkier. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, that actually looks a lot different. But I only have one of, like, his, what, eight, seven transformations total that he has. So mm-hmm. until I have more info, he's at the bottom of my glow-up list. But as of right now, I'm like, yeah, Chopper's Chopper. He's still cute. He's still great. Still naive and impressionable. He thought the <laughs> yep, copycats still, were the... Still ep- Chopper. <laughs> he th- the best part of... The- one of the funniest parts of the arc is he was fooled by the copycats because he's, you know, he's still socially inept. <laughs> he he yeah. thought... He thought Zolo and the and the copycats over there were the actual straw hats. And he was like, why are you guys so heartless? Robin's been kidnapped. We gotta help her. The copycat, by the way, not the real one. <laughs> and then they're like, nah, whatever. This <laughs> is so sad. Um, but yeah, we'll see more of Chopper going in the future. Um, Luffy is actually the next to get uh i think luffy's the next to he's at least shown frequent uh briefly i don't know if he's actually it's like the not thing. the full reveal but you can you know that it's luffy right like, yeah clearly yeah I'll, I'll still say i'll still talk about luffy so luffy just same thing with Usopp. he got the rocky workout going he also has a huge red x or like a i think it's red it's yeah pink. he actually looks like he can scrap now you know what i mean like if you saw oh, someone like yeah. that like, even if he's like a short guy like now he's like ripped like, yeah. he looks like he's about to mm-hmm. ready to throw down. As before, like, you could kind of understand why people were like, what are you going to do? He's like a lanky-looking like, little yeah. kid. But, but now, now you're like, like, oh, yeah, he's here for, he's here for business. You're like, that's oh, what's going to yeah. happen. He, he's here to throw down. He's got a huge scar where uh, I kind of used lava. I, it was his lava, right, that got to him when Jim Babe tried to protect him back at Marine Ford. Yeah. So, but the best thing I like is, I mentioned it before, I love, uh, when characters like show off their scars, it's part of their per- they're part of their aesthetic. Where he's not hiding it, like this is like the mark of like my lowest point. But here I am, like showing it off. Where I've learned from it, right? Yeah, like um, he, he like literally switched from wearing his best clothes. Usually, he's like, nah, it's open now. Like you know, I got nothing to hide here. Yeah, and plus, ladies, I feel like it's kind of uh, like that Zoro mentality. You know, like there ain't no scars on my back, <laughs> like mm-hmm. only this one. Yeah, exactly. So, and he's much more open about it the way he looks too. So, like, ladies, he's still single. Um, <laughs> just don't, just don't flirt with him in front of Hancock. Just don't. But yeah, Luffy is like fourth on my glow up list. Uh, he has a great, well, like you said, just the bulkier overall, same pants, same straw hat, obviously. But his introduction is actually really great too. Cause I just thought oh, of like yeah. his, uh, I just literally just thought of like Luke from Return of the Jedi when he first entering the palace and like the two guards trying to stop him. Just nonchalantly, just force chokes them both. And then the guy comes in, just uh, brainwashes him, mind trick, and then he's in Jabba's palace. Luffy's version, copycats surrounding him, just looks, 
and they all fall. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so Luffy's a Jedi. Awesome. Got it. I got, I got no complaints. <laughs> uh, we'll see the full extent of his power in the future, but that's like, a, you know, like a little treat, a little teaser. So, right? so just like casual Conqueror's hockey, you know? <laughs> just yeah, a little I don't have time just, to mess with you guys. Just some casual shit. Um, you know, Rayleigh left the island six months early, apparently, because like, ah, Luffy's got it. He's got it in the back at that point. Um, but yeah, his whole look, fucking great. Um, what I wish, so this is the weirdest one. Frankie is next on the list. And okay. Okay. This is a stupid, selfish reason. Frankie would have been number one on my list because I fucking love robots. And the fact that Frankie just went all out with a cyborg look, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, just get bulkier. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. just add, just, he even has, oh God, what does he have? I wrote it down. Yeah, he's got like fucking like a BF thirty seven T or something like BF thirty seven on his shoulders, and I'm like, what mm. does that stand for? Like big fucking thirty seven tonners? What does <laughs> that stand for? <laughs> no, remember it's because uh, it's like a reference back to Water Seven when he used to make battleships. He named them all Battle Frankies, like Battle that, Frankie number, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So now true. he himself is the latest version. You know what? In my head, canon, it's both. <laughs> it can be a little. Uh, I support both. that fully. 37 tons on my left shoulder and 37 tons on my right shoulder. However, the reason why he's number five on my glow up list and not number fucking one, his default hair is a buzz cut. It's not the Elvis I, hair. I want to tell you, now that we're on finally live in here, I wouldn't even call it his default hair. I would just call it the first one that you see. Really? The fact that they, re- they reveal here, yeah, that like his hair is customizable. That yeah. is so relevant. <laughs> he has, okay. like, new hair every arc, and it's awesome. <laughs> okay, okay. Because, listen, first impressions are important, and the first one they show is that boring-ass buzz cut, and I'm just like, Frankie, I love you, dude. You're funny. But, God, I wish... Actually, I, I think I think people. he keeps it for the next arc, but after that, you know, it changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, does, he does show off to Usopp in uh, one arc where... <laughs> one, ch- one panel. Where if you put your finger on his nose for three seconds, <laughs> yeah. he just turns into a troll doll, and then you could make the hair up that way. So the hair is, like, literally inside of him. Like, you know, any other, other side part. And for one panel, you can see him with his default Elvis hair. So I know it's a possibility that he'll have it in the future. But mm-hmm. since it was, like, for one small panel, I didn't think it would be consistent. But, yeah, hopefully he changes it up, because Frankie, as passionate and uh, open he, as he is, him having a buzz cut to me is like regressive with his yeah, design. Yeah, I feel that. But everything else about him is fucking fantastic. It's just I don't. I, I can oh, also. Yeah, I love Frankie's design. He looks so yeah. good. I wasn't actually going to ask you since now we're on the air. Um, do people like Frankie's new design? Because I would also imagine Frankie not being too popular. With like, dude, he looks too stupid now. He looks too bulky. He looks too. Dude, weird. yeah. When the, when it was first coming out, especially it was like so split. Or at least there was uh, a very okay. large vocal majority that were like, I don't think I like this. Yeah. I but I personally, even I like at the time I was like, ah, uh, okay, you know, we'll see, we'll see what's up. I was kind of the same as you. I didn't really really like the hair, especially. Yeah. But like. A, the more and more it grew on me, and then especially seeing like him with different hairs, like one of his favorite looks or my favorite looks for him ever is like still yet to come. So mm, overall, now especially, okay. I really really like Frankie's new look. Yeah, I, I bet I bet what you're talking about is when One Piece goes to the Titanfall Island, and then Frankie just becomes uh, <laughs> BT seven two seven four, and then Chopper rides him like a like a pilot. Come on, Oda, do not hold me back. Um, so yeah, Frankie's there. Uh, I think. Is there one more left? Yeah, one more, and that is the strongest for last, or the second strongest for last. Zoro. 
He yeah. is actually number seven on my best glow up lists. Um, very simple. He goes from like I guess sailor look to samurai look. Very classic. Yeah, and he always had that kind of like Japanese inspired like his waistband, which I'm forgetting the name of it now. Mm. You know, like but, he always had a kind of like he did look more kind of swashbucklery, especially like an early early One Piece. Yeah, and then this and time now he's, now he's full on got... samurai, like old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's classic. It doesn't uh, it doesn't stand out too much. He's got a scar from his eye, probably in my head canon. Uh, Mihawk used his butterfly dagger again on him, his little rabbit dagger on him, and <laughs> just cut him. You give him some right credit. There. I think I think he's probably good enough now for at least a, a skirmish with Yoru. Uh, yeah, possibly. Actually, I, I actually I don't know. I don't know. There was a moment. Actually, hold where... up, hold up. Uh-huh. Zoro's entrance was also a ten out of ten for me. Actually, that you know, was yeah, golden. Actually, yeah. His was amazing. Yeah, he gets so- on, or Sanji's <laughs> like, "Hey, like, where's that dude that was just here?" Uh-huh. Like, oh, he got uh, he got on that ship, but it was a pirate ship. I told him it was. Uh, he was supposed to get on this other boat, this fishing boat. You know how Zoro is, right? Gets on the wrong mm-hmm. boat. Gets on the wrong and he's boat. He's like, ah, he'll be fine. He'll meet us at Fishman Island. But no, not necessarily. No. This huge, enormous ship just comes up in two halves, and Zoro's just sitting Shout- on the, like the mast. God, got on the wrong ship. Yeah. Shout out to <laughs> Mihawk's fear when he back at Barate when that yep. entire armada was like, "That's the sword that split the our ships in half." Oh my god! And here's Zoro. Now he can do the exact same thing now. So at least to simple ships we don't know the full extent comparative to mihawk yeah so. it, it was a, it was a very impressive feat for zoro yeah so definitely at this point uh yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say just simply because that yeah he's just a, a samurai look he's still the same sanji and zoro still do not get along um oh i we we can't really skip over the 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 finale of the arc because we got the the gloves out of the way right where um they they reunite on the ship. It's all like you know. It's, it's very kept short though. It's it's not like this emotional like prologue where it's like a full five chapters of them going like, oh, I can't believe I met you guys. They make it really quick because when they get on that boat, they get set sailing right away. But on their escape, <laughs> when I mentioned before, uh, the allies come and help their retreat from the navy. Uh, Hancock's one of the people that helped them recover and. <laughs> There's a couple of panels where Sanji's actually making me laugh so hard. Because the first time they see Hancock, Sanji is immediately turned to stone. She doesn't even use her power. <laughs> he, he just turned to stone immediately. Like, the passive is enough for him to just get to stone. And throughout the five chapters, Sanji is, like, horniness at 150%. Because he's been on the island of, uh, of, the, uh, of the queendom for two years. And I was thinking maybe, you know, being for feminized would be good for him. Nah, it it, it backfired. Now he's extra horny because he sees any yeah. girl walking on Chibodi and he's like, woman. And he's just like drooling. He sees, uh, what's her name? Penultimo? What's the? Perona. Perona. What did I say? Penultimo. Um, Perona. And then right away he's like, oh my God, are you a woman? Like, I think that's literally what he asked her. Are you a woman? Yeah. And then he sees Nami and Robin, and I actually related with them, and he just died. Just, he dies. Uh, rest in peace, Sanji. Uh, he will not return. <laughs> then you have the one panel where Luffy is gazing at Frankie. Usopp is dramatically holding Sanji in his arms, going, Doctor! Chopper, he needs to be saved! It's a fantastic panel. Um, sorry, going back to the Hancock thing. Sorry, I got sidetracked there. 
um, they find out that Luffy was on Amazon Lily for two years. And then Sanji has the exact same face when he was, like, speaking, like, Cthulhu speak to Zoro back at uh, Thriller Bark, the I Thriller think. Thriller Bark, yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, you better tell me you were training for two years and not slacking off. You were not just fucking around on the island for two years, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, it's just such a wonderful moment. Actually, Mill's like, yeah, you know, I, I miss Sanji. Just, just don't go too nuts, right? But I understood the the horniness being at two hundred percent for that guy. Um, yeah, it's okay. He'll, got he'll, he'll cool off. He could give him a couple days. You know, he'll he'll see the he'll see the uh, he'll see Cammy again in the next arc, most likely Fishman uh, Fishman Island. I hope. Well, we'll see. So yes, we will see. Anything else? I think we got the glow ups done, right? Yeah, that's that's pretty much the whole arc. It's it's short, sweet. I like it that way. It's nice and quick. You know, let's let's get going. We can talk on the way. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Let's. That's actually what I'm hoping for too. Is when the next arc starts, when they are, you know, they're sailing to Fishman Island. God, I hope it's fucking Fishman Island. Um, <laughs> I, I hope I hope they actually spend like a chapter or two that actually catching up a little bit more because the catch ups were very quick. But. They haven't met in two fucking years, right? So I'm like, I'm hoping for a bit more, just a bit more chatter, a bit more character moments with each other. Because those moments before the actual arc starts, those are usually some of my favorite moments when the Straw Hats are just being the Straw Hats on the boat. So I'm hoping for more of that. Um, Yeah, that's Return to Shibodi. So... Okay. Yeah. So let's you just talk some... about this whole... Uh, yeah, yeah, just, ra- yeah, just some random kind of topics slash questions about... You know, this whole first segment here. Yeah, hello, I'm Jacob, the super rookie. Yeah. (laughs) In case some readers are wondering what I thought of the first portion of One Piece. Right? Yeah, and just both of us in general, just if anyone wants to know, kind of we'll just talk about it. Mm -hmm. So first thing I have, what's your favorite Devil Fruit power so far? Devil Fruit power, uh, gosh. I'm going to have to say Blackbeard. That Dark Dark Fruit, the potential... The potential of the the amount of power it can have is crazy. The fact that it can absorb other powers. The fact that it could just create black holes. That's as close as Cthulhu powers as you can get. So I'm like, mm-hmm. alright, you know what? I'm down for that. Actually, that's not true. Cthulhu powers would just be like, oh, you just look at me, you go insane. That would be the, the hockey supreme king. If, if given, <laughs> like, if you could eat it in the real world, like with the same, you just can't swim. You know, oh, okay, that's a, a different painful. question. Would that's a different it? question. That's a different question. Because Blackbeard uh, is very clear that when he ate that fruit, he receives pain like twice as efficiently or something like that. Because he absorbs. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't want. I don't want that feeling. If I stub my toe, I don't want to feel like I broke my <laughs> entire leg. Painful, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to feel like I broke my entire. And honestly, leg. yeah. I mean, like you can pretty much only use it like realistically to rob a bank, right? If you're trying to mm-hmm. make profit off of it. Yeah. You're but a of, criminal. Yeah, but in terms of actual dough fruit that I would want. I don't know, because, like, I'm thinking, like, practicality, like, honestly, the Luffy's uh, gum gum fruit, honestly, I'm just like, yeah, just practicality, just get around everywhere, imagine the amount of how productive you could be at home when you're just, like, sitting in one spot, but you're just using your arms to move around everywhere without moving. That's true. Immune the to fa- blunt damage. You could never, yeah. really, you wouldn't hurt your toe by stubbing it at all. Exactly. The <laughs> exactly. You would, you, you would get you can accidentally get hit by a stray bullet and you're just like, oh, what the hell, dude? What, what, why are you doing that? Don't do that. <laughs> so I think, in, yeah, just honestly, just in practicality, I think the gum gum fruit would be my answer for that one. But in terms of like actual, like as a reader of One Piece, it's the dark, dark fruit. Just the potential of that to go. Yeah, I think, 
my favorite but there's like, in so, it, so far is probably the the phoenix fruit that yeah. Marco had from Marine Forest. Man, that that's just so cool. You're definitely a big fan of that guy. I wonder if he shows up again in the future. Hmm. I just think his <laughs> Marine Forest, it's so, like, the anime, his impact, like, is just so much more impactful because he looks incredible on the screen. His yeah. flames are, like, bluish, like, an orange, like, kind of speckled together, and it just looks so sick. So when he is oh. on screen there, it's really memorable. Right. The readers don't know. After we finished Marine Ford and talked about it and recorded it, um, Justin here actually did show me a lot of clips from the anime, and it looks like at this point in the show that they got their heads together and they knew how to animate the action scenes much better because there's a lot more paint, there's a lot more action, there's a lot more movement, there's a lot more color. It's not like the old shonen series where you like you have like that one panel of like dramatic punch and then here's a slow zoom out to make it look action. Right. It's like eh, it's old, <laughs> but in this one there's like oh there's some sakuga here. This looks fucking good. Yeah, Especially Marine when- Ford looks like awesome. That arc's really not to arcs. mention. Not to mention the tremor, tremor fruit with white beard. Just how awesome it looks to just punch the air and then <laughs> yeah. just see the freshers in the air. Like that. That also is sick. Just okay. Just if you have the name Beard in your name, you probably have an awesome devil fruit power. I'm just that's probably how it's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, unless yeah. you're unless you're brown beard, you're probably lame. <laughs> Are you forgetting about brown beard? Yeah, I don't know his power, but I think he lost right away to that super rookie. Um, he definitely right. had a very low chance of winning that fight, according to Hawkins' prediction. Yeah. So your favorite is the Phoenix Fruit. Would that be your practical choice, too? No, because I wouldn't want to eat it and, like, just accidentally become immortal. Yeah, accidentally. That's you know. a that's a big risk, you yeah. know? If I want to live forever, I want to be aware. <laughs> I guess the upside is that if I mean, not to get too dark, but if you ever, like, wanted to die, you could just jump in the ocean, right? And that's the one way that you could definitely, like, kill yourself. Did did we also talk... I, we did mention it before, right? We said that could Brooks do that? Because he has the Revive Revive fruit, but water can't that <laughs> That's out. up for debate, my dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, is that a one-time thing? Though. You know? No, we I, don't I know. I don't want to kill off Elton John. I don't want to test the theory. I don't want to do that. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. That makes pretty sense. So... What was your favorite arc up at this point? Uh, so uh, my favorite of every arc so far, or like your top, th- like maybe like a like a top three, top five, if you can't pick. Okay, one. yeah. So like the Ennis Lobby Saga, if you of will, course. is yeah, clearly course. like probably the best. And then I really like the Marine Ford, kind of like Impel Down and Marine Ford little section. Yeah, and then Alabasta <sighs> uh, or Arlong Park. That those two are really close for me. It's actually so your your top picks are actually very similar to my own. So if you were to ask me that first, I wasn't sure if you were going to ask like sagas and arcs, but it sounds like you did both too. So I'll just do what I say. So I wrote down individual arcs. So I have my top favorite is Eni's Lobby because it's just the wrap up of what Water. Yeah, it's like to. the payoff. So you can I feel like it's justifiable to kind of lump them yeah. together, right? Yeah, I wrote down Water Seven Saga as my favorite. But like if I were to split them up, I would say Indies Lobby specifically is the best with Water Seven right behind it because they're just two and two together. You can't have yeah, one because they're they're both ten out of ten, you know? Yeah. Amazing. You have the you have the theme park of Wonder and Joy that is Water Seven, and then you have the emotional climax in which you're crying twice, one for a girl and one for a boat. So, <laughs> but not just any boat and not just any girl. So it's understandable. So, but after that, I have all some would say the best girl. <laughs> yes, the merry go. <laughs> <The best girl. laughs> so Arlong Park is definitely still top three. Like, still, it's still 
top three for me personally, it's that emotional moment that the the you know it's the, always that big hook. Whenever you get into a new series, whether it's big or small, there's always that one scene you remember that's like, what was the thing that knew that you knew that was like, okay, I'm on this train and I'm not getting off. Like I'm hooked. It mm-hmm. was Arlong Park. Arlong Park. Yeah, the, that's the, the moment. The longtime listeners, all the anticipation I had for Nami back as early as Orangetown, going, I hope there's some build up with her because she didn't get the same build up as Zoro or even Sanji. I hope she gets something. And at that point, not only did she get it, it was the best at that point. Possibly still at this point, but I think Robin beat her. You know, honestly, like no cap, I feel like the East Blue Straw Hats minus now, like Luffy got his came back around, right? And he got a little more. Yeah, minus Nami kind of got shafted in the backstory department. <laughs> yeah, and that's the unfortunate truth of like, well, Odo's still getting started, right? This is like yeah, pre like Zoro Sanji. They're like so short and like kind of yeah, eh. especially Zoro. Zoro's has like what like his less is than like the, the weakest, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's like but, his is the probably the weakest, and then Usopp's. And then looking, Luffy's look, was kind of actually then Sanji's probably actually looking back on it, I think Sanji's is the weakest, not just because. Of, like, he's always at the bottom of my list. Sorry, Sanji fans. It's because I think in his flashback, it focuses more on Zeph than him. Because if you recall, Zeph is the one that had the big character moment, right? Where it's like, no, I gave you all my food. I ate my legs so you could live longer kind of thing. And despite all the hardships they both went through, at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, when I'm looking back at that flashback, it seemed like Zeph got more of the flair than Sanji did. So that's the unfortunate thing for that character. So, at the end of the day, Zoro still had the worst flashback, but, like, disappointingly wise, I guess Sanji was. Um, but yeah, Arlong Park was, it's still fucking fantastic. Best, one of the best villains, best side characters. Oh, so great. Um, then I have Alabasta, good old classic. Classic. Amazing pacing for 50 chapters. Still amazing pacing. Yeah, uh, such a ride, Alabasta is. Drama, crocodile. God, Crocodile's so fucking fantastic. Um, but yeah, and then I have, I even have post Ini's Lobby right after Alabasta, because those ten chapters were just like, one after the other, like, what the fuck revelations of what yeah, to come. Yeah, if you count post Ini's <laughs> Lobby with Ini's Lobby and like, Water 7 too, it becomes even better. Yep. Um, and then, real quick, I also have Drum Island, because Chopper's back, uh, Chopper's info was... One of the best backstories for me still. Yeah. I love Chopper in here, look. Using my earlier argument, degrading, uh, or criticizing, sorry, degrading, sorry, criticizing Sanji's flashback, where it's like, that seems more about Zeph than Sanji, right? In this flashback, I guess you could say the same for Chopper, but I feel like that one was also a great blend, right? It was a better mixture. Yeah, like, yeah. He balance. learned, uh, Oda learned better of, like, how to tie in with, oh, the tragedy of, ugh, not Kira, the other doctor. The bad doctor. What's his name? Hero Luck. Hero Luck. Um, like the back, the like how they tied in his experiences with Chopper's upbringing. He did a lot better job with that than with Sanji and Zeph on an emotional level. And and plus, like I said, just Drum Island was a lot of fun. Plus, like like Loki Nami was MVP of that arc. Just even though she was fucking sick, she still got still MVP. She got the key. Yeah, <laughs> she, <laughs> okay, she okay. bribed. Yeah. She bribed with Kira. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Barate right after that. It's still a lot of fun. Although, to be honest, Barate stole this ranked high. Honestly, that Mihawk fight between him and Zoro. Yeah. Honestly, still fucking good. Still fucking good. That dagger of just like, I, I, you're not going to use a cannon to, to, shoot, a de- to shoot a rabbit? Why, I'm, why am I going to use my sword? Just a dagger. I'm just like, oh, 
Just the shame. <laughs> oh, the yeah. shame. Oh, Mihawk is Mihawk's great. What a fantastic character introduction. And then I have Marine Ford after that. Marine Ford was just a ton of action. And then I have Whiskey Peak and Orange Town. They both tied after that. They're both a lot of fun. Nice. That, that, yeah, that's a good list. Yeah. So those are the arcs. Um, least favorite arcs? I think we have the same three. I, I was going to ask, over. but I'm pretty sure that we and everyone that has listened up to this point knows that we're going to say the exact same things. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be actually... Syrup Village and Little Garden. <laughs> Yeah, so the the well, the thing I was always curious was is I think most people would say Syrup Village is the worst, and I would go, it's the second worst. I would still say Little Garden just because it's disappointing, but we're, we're like comparing. They're indistinguishable to me, honestly. Yeah, I think the difference for me is that Little Garden feels mediocre, and I feel like I can skip that. Whereas Syrup Village, I feel guilty if I skip it because it's Usopp's tradition. It's Usopp's, like yeah, that's, yeah. That's its only redeeming factor is Usopp. Exactly, exactly. In <laughs> and then the one that I was told was the worst one, Davy Fight Back, is. After those two, but it's not like close to being like on a bad day. Is Davy Fightback actually the worst arc? No, it's still fun. Like we can uh, see yeah, it it's like the third, like weakest after yeah. those two. Was, I agree completely. If, if anything, we get to see we get to see Luffy and Afro punch Waluigi. Like that's that's oh yeah, fun. Afro Luffy. That's that's, that's great. Yeah. That's the silver lining around the shit cloud of <laughs> Davy yeah. fight. Of course, of course. So okay, so more importantly, more importantly, more importantly, more importantly, best straw hats. Best straw hats? Best straw hat. Uh, should I go from bottom to top like I usually do? Yeah, we haven't done the straw hat ranking in a while. Because yeah. I didn't want to reveal to you that we weren't going to see the straw hats until yeah, exactly. of this. <laughs> but now that we have, just for the whole first section, like what, what would your final like pre-time skip straw hat yeah. ranking be? So everything up to Marine Ford, right? Everything up to before Sabote, uh, before the time skip. I still have Sanji at the bottom. Not because he's the worst, but because just every now and then he does things that aren't funny, that are a little weird or kind of whatever. Like, I think Thriller Bark, for example, was just like, eh, Honestly, funny, I think but... I think Sanji's highs are, like, so high that yeah, it makes, exactly. like, his non-high moments, like, really hurt, you know? Yeah, that's why he's the bottom of my list, not because... Yeah, not because of those, like, oh, you don't like those good moments we talk about. It's like, no, because honestly, those bad moments are, like, of all the Straw Hats, except for, I guess, Nami, his bad moments are, like, I still remember how bad they are, right? Where it's just like, mm-hmm. eh, it doesn't quite stick. I don't I don't dislike the character. At first, like, if you were to criticize Arlong Park, I would say Sanji at Arlong Park was kind of like, eh. But, yeah, honestly, since then, I'm just like, yeah, he's still good. He's still great. I still think his uh, fight with the chef at Water 7 was fantastic when he got the knives, <laughs> the oh, chef's the train, tools yeah. out. Man, uh, I would love to see that come back, honestly. That was uh, so cool. Yeah, but he does do his best when he's doing like his espionage, his spy stuff. That's when, when yeah. that's when he stands out the best. Uh I after, feel like he can't go back to knives to the point of pride because make him too much like Zoro. <sighs> Man, if only they would I'm, he can never I'm, be seen wielding knives, you know. Listen, there's a reason why Water Seven is everyone's favorite for a reason. <laughs> Even if you don't like Sanji, Sanji <laughs> is S tier in that arc. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would say after Sanji, so we have number eight now, is Chopper. This is where it gets really hard already, because Sanji is, I it's hard to say, kind of safely at the bottom of my list, because again, I mentioned those bottoms, and now we're getting to the point where we're like, Chopper doesn't have a bad moment, so why is he this low on the list? And I feel bad, because <laughs> I'm like, he is a doctor, He I love Drum Island, 
his transformations are more interesting fights for me than like even Sanji's or Zoro's, where I'm just like, oh, there's more, there's a bit more thought put into his fights. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, well, he's just the, he's the cute guy that's always fooled by Usopp right. or other people. It's it's a bit consistent. Um, it's very similar to the next one, Brooke, newcomer, where he's very like repetitive with his jokes, where it's like, oh, by the way, I'm a skeleton. Do you guys forget I'm a skeleton? By the way, may I see your panties? It's the same lines and quips over and over again, but his emotional state and flashbacks where it's like, oh, those are like disguises. Those are like a facade of like how deeply regressed and alone he's been all this time. Yeah, so like I give him a Brooke's pass. actually a little crazy, right? So he, yeah. he gets like slightly more, I don't want to say a pass, but you know what I mean? Like he's a little more understandable in that role. Yeah, Chopper gets a pass because he was a reindeer at first, so he's still learning human behaviors. But Brooke's been alone for 50 fucking years so it's more uh, relatable in that sense we're just like yeah people are complaining about you know getting real for a second you know of like the lockdowns during the pandemic and then brooke's like i've been quarantined for 50 fucking years motherfucker <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna be a little nuts i'm gonna be a little nuts so brooke and then oh, i'm gonna get so much hate for this although if you've listened you know this is coming number six is zoro on my personal <laughs> list He's he's it a hurts. good old class. I know, he, but he's a classic. He's a classic. It's safe. He's when he has his great moments, they're fantastic, both action and with the. When I hats. finally make my video and you can finally watch it, explaining <laughs> why Zoro swordsmanship is the vehicle through which Oda expresses his ideas on artistry, you might change your mind. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Um. Which, if anyone wants to read that, I'm just going to shout it out, because I read an article on this, and I wanted to, like, translate it into a video oh, right, for that's people to watch. Oh, it's a phenomenal about? article called, like, uh. The Swordsman as the Artist in One Piece. I forgot the guy's name, but I might look it up and post it at the end of this, because it's such a good read. Uh, that's what, That was the article you were talking about in the pre-recording. Yeah, it's so good. No wonder you like it. It talks about Zoro. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely love me some Zoro. Listen, come back to me when they talk about Nami, okay? Then I love me some some cutty cutty slicey <laughs> slice. You know, it lets my monkey brain just sit back and enjoy. Yeah, but that's why he's also great too. Because like, if you just turn on your yeah, in that with that uh, illusion, that little example there. Yeah, if you're not in it for the character, you're not in it for the deeper meanings. You still have great action scenes. However, that's also why Frankie is higher than Zoro for me, number five. Because when when I turn off my brain and I want to go to monkey action mode, Frankie's the big robot. <laughs> I am. The, <laughs> yeah. I have a. I have a bias towards sci-fi. So if you're like, oh, do you prefer like cool sword scenes or do you prefer robots doing stupid missile cannon bullshit? And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I prefer the robots. I re- I reference Titanfall yeah, whenever you'd be, I can. You'd be right beside like Luffy and Chopper with their exactly. star eyes every time he pulls out. You know, a move. And, yeah. Exactly. So when Luffy, yeah, when Luffy was seeing Frankie's upgrades reverse, and I'm just like, I went right with you, buddy. It's so sick. <laughs> and I really can't wait where he goes to now. But yeah, Frankie's backstory was uh, not as emotionally powerful as Robin's or Nami's, but it's it's there. You 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 can see it. Um, it's still a big mystery how the fuck he just turned himself into a cyborg because he just wanted to, but who cares? Shut up. The important thing is that he's passionate with his engineering and he's goddamn good at it. So, and plus, like I said, he sounds like Elvis still in my head. So that's, 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 that's that's rent free in my brain. Um, now we're in the top four. Um, this was really hard. I'm not joking. I know people are thinking like, dude, we know number one. Yeah, but I really had yeah. to think about it still. However, two, three, and four. 
two, three, and four have been bouncing around throughout the entire time they've been. I'm, I'm curious where where it's gonna go yeah, from here. Yeah. So number four, the person with the best glow up in the time skip is oh, Usopp. Usopp. Wow. I was number four. That. Yeah, Usopp number four, the artist, the guy that I can understand whenever he's talking about like like, oh, you can't affect me with your ghost powers. I'm already down in the dirt. I'm just like, God damn it, Usopp. But, um, and at the same time, his fights, like I said, they're like choppers, where there's a bit more thought put into it, because he's not the strongest, so you can't have the the artistic sword slashing or the dumb robot punching. You have to have yeah. some tools, so, and honestly, those fights, to me, are much more memorable and, and entertaining for me, personally. Uh, his fight back at Arlong Park and his fight in Alabasta are still the two that stand out. Obviously, his fight against Luffy is his, still his best one. Because of all the emotion behind that one shit. But his big character moment in Water 7. God, everything comes back to Water 7, dude. Holy shit. Um, yeah, just the fantastic moments. But he doesn't rank in the top three because, like we said, he has the weakest introduction. He has the weakest arc, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then not to mention, like, he is Looney Tunes cartoony, which I dig. But it does get distracting sometimes when there is supposed to be a, an emotional moment or like a really tense moment going on. And then you just see Usopp with his eyes bulging out of his head and you're just like, okay, so there's there's no real danger here. Got it. Because, you know, he's doing his funny thing right now. Mm-hmm. So it's a mixed bag, but I personally love it. But, you know, it's double-edged sword, mostly on the good side. Uh, number three has been number one for me for a while, like in the past couple of arcs, right? Where mm-hmm. she got Eni's lobby, so she shot <laughs> yeah. from the bottom to the fucking top. And overall, number three, at the, at the hour all this time is Robin. She definitely showed off that Oda can turn a character of where I'm just like I, I approve she... of your top two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Very <much>. so <laughs> spoilers, dude. They don't know that. So Robin like went from like a character where she was first introduced back at Whiskey Peak. I'm just like. She looks mysterious, but she's has a mannequin face. She looks weird. She's very distant. Hell, of the of the straw hats that always have like the the usual formula of like Luffy going, "I want a navigator. We need a cook. We need this." Robin was the only one to just say, "I'm with the crew now. Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> and for a while, I'm just like, "What's her deal?" Like, you know, that's when me and Zoro were on the same page. I'm just like, "What's her deal? What's she going on?" And all the pieces line up with how beautiful Water 7 and Eni's Lobby ended up being, and I'm just like, best best uh, Straw Hat flashback? I honestly think so, even though I have a personal bias for what's to come. But overall, like, the actual writing quality, how it's mixed into the world building, how it's mixed into yeah. the mystery, that gives it such so an much more. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the emotional... mystery boiled in there, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, so captivating and intriguing. Exactly. So, obviously, if you want to get me, uh, uh, hear us get more into that, that's back at Eni's Lobby, uh, part one, when we talk more about that flashback with Ohara. But that mystery is still my biggest mystery still, and that's tied into that flashback as well, which is why it's the best overall. But she's only ranked three because she is a late newcomer, and... You know, she's been she's been very chill like, since then. It's like you said to me, like, you, like you, the reason, or one of the reasons that I like Nami so much... 
Mm -hmm. because I've been reading One Piece for so long. And, like, Nami, Luffy, Zoro were just, like, they've always been with me since I was, like, so young, relatively, like, to where I am now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And even, like, Usopp and just, like, they just grow with you, the characters. And, like, once you've, once they've been around for, like, a little bit longer and you feel like you've, you've had some time to know them, it's, it's really easy for them to, like, jump up or down, like, and, you know, for you to, like, have different opinions on characters. It's actually a little bit of a science tangent, but I kind of agree with you where it's like, yeah, you think of the original Straw Hats, you think of those three, because it's like, well, Sanji had his moment, but like I said, that flashback with Zeph, it's like, eh, Zeph's more of a highlight, and plus, after his arc, it leads right into Nami, right, of the original three, and then Usopp doesn't get his huge moment until Water 7, which is much later, so when you think of like the classic crew, you do think Zoro, Luffy, Nami, Mm -hmm. so... I agree with you on that part. So when you think back to the ye olden days of the original 100 chapters, which seems so long ago, uh, probably more for you than for me. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. yeah, they did at least like the original three. But Man, I think I was reading that sometime around 2009 or 2008. Yeah. Mm. Oh, is that gray hair growing right now? Oh, no. <laughs> I, that's not even <laughs> me. That's not even me. But yeah, Newcomer Robin definitely just impressed me throughout. And plus, I really tried not to let the glow up of the new uh, new looks to, uh, distract me because new Robin, I'm just like, whew, there's a lot of heavy breathing going on here. I'm just saying a lot mm-hmm. of heavy breathing, but yeah, Robin's fantastic. Can't wait to see more of her. Uh, number two. All right, let's not beat around the bush here. Number two is Luffy. Uh, Luffy, main character, you know and love him. Uh, he finally got his. A huge character moment at the end of Marine Ford. A little late, but better <laughs> better late than never, to be honest. And it's it wasn't as powerful as Robin's or Nami's, but honestly, it was just good enough. And not to mention, at the end of the day, he has that, what you like to mention over and over again that I agree with, is that unique uh, charisma where he's, he's not the most like intelligent or wise with how he puts things into words. But he mm. still manages to find the right thing to say at the right time to the right people. Like, yeah. one of my favorite moments still is back at Alabasta, where Vivi is going through a huge turmoil where she couldn't stop the fighting from stopping. Where she's like, no one can hear me. I don't know what to do. And then Luffy just goes, don't worry, I can hear you. It's like such a small moment, but I'm just like, that's fucking, that's great, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking well, wonderful, dude, man. Luffy is, is the epitome of a shonen protagonist, I feel. Yeah. Also, it, I think it's gonna be so hard for anyone to be like more likable to me than him ever. Yeah, definitely. When I when I look back, when I think of like the big three of like Naruto, Bleach, and Luffy, I always thought like, why would anyone other than Naruto be in the front? Because I always thought Naruto was the popular one. And now I'm looking back <laughs> at my young kid self, and I just want to beat the shit out of him. Just like, what the fuck are you thinking, dude? Luffy's good. Look at him. <laughs> Luffy, ah, the goat. Ah, the goat. I I just love his like spirit and his naivete but he's so just kind and gentle like at his core even though like he he's not a hero as he says and he does have as we've always like kind of discussed like a moral ambiguity but he is definitely a good person and i just i love the dynamic in him and how he acts and he's just he's just fucking great he picks and chooses his fights too thanks to jaya thanks to shanks his teachings and um what I was also going to say is, I mentioned before where I prefer the more thought-out flight fights, like Usopp's, compar- or Chopper's, compared to Zoro's and Sanji's. Mm-hmm. Luffy's the one that has both. He's got the mindless, cool punching, and 
hey, I'm fighting someone really fucking tough here. Here's like th- five pages of me fighting this guy with no dialogue. We're just gauging each other's abilities. Like the beginning of the Eni's lobby fight with Luchi. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. almost like that. And before it goes into like gear three, like Kaioken, like super powerful fights going on. Th- that's here. honestly, I think very like an underestimated benefit slash like strength is that mm-hmm. when, when Luffy, I feel like most of the time, almost every time when he really starts like throwing hands, he's not talking, you know, him or his opponents usually. Maybe like it's in between the punches. It's in between. Like Foxy, <laughs> right? Like Foxy, mm-hmm. I feel like that was like but a less serious fight. But in general, it's like when he's throwing hands, he's really in the zone, like focusing, you know, and I really like that. That's a nice aspect to have in your fights. A little bit of weight and added in. Hell, even with Foxy, he still had one of the better finishers where he used the, the mirror against them, yeah. so he had the slowdown effect on him. That was, so that was like probably his slow. most intelligent finisher ever, right? Yeah, that's why he gets both, right? He gets the best of both worlds um, of the fighting. However, when I read series, I say this over and over again, I am more into the characters, I'm more into development, I'm more into tragedy and emotion. Listen, all my top four... They got the most of that, right? You got Frankie close up there, but he's the robot. Chopper still, you know, he's got it in the past, but since then, it's been more, you know, a bit more stable. Although they can definitely get emotional with Chopper if Oda wants to with the whole thing of, like, unable to master that Hulk form he has. But number one, it's Nami. That Arlong Park (laughs) flashback. (laughs) Surprise, right? Oh my god! (laughs) I thought you were gonna say Vivi. Um... Yeah, yeah, Nami's flashback of just cementing, of like, I I mentioned it in Arlong Park episode, but I want to say it again, where I never had a moment where I'm reading a series, and I go through chapters, and I still want that same thing, but then I get what I want, and it's much more even, because I had like, I had high expectations, which was, this character's gonna get a flashback too, right? And it's gonna be good, right? It's not gonna be Zoro's, where it's like two pages, right? Or, like, one chapter, right? It's like, no, we're going to give you Arlong Park. And it's such a beautiful ah, moment. Arlong hooked Park. me into the series. And even since then, she does have these great moments where she's, like, negotiating with people. She's navigating the ship. She's keeping the crew together. Like, on a on a mature level, right? Like, disciplining kind of thing. Like, the big sister, almost, if you will. Mm-hmm. Zoro's the big brother. Uh, Nami's the big sister kind of thing. Continuing that, you know, the big three analogies were going on here. <laughs> and yeah, and then even though Nami's had the weakest fight so far, unfortunately, I still think potentially Oda has a better idea what to do, especially now that Nami has the Weather Ball, which seems like an upgrade version of the Climb Attack. So hopefully in the future that goes out. And yeah, and obviously I mentioned earlier that Robin got the best glow up, but I'm or one of the better glow ups, but I'm just like, you still can't sleep on. Just how good they look, too. All of them, really. But, regardless... So, let's just skip who's best girl now. <laughs> so, assume. I have a list. Because <laughs> I was prepared for that one. Um, Although, the list is kind of weird, though. Because I have mentioned as well where the art style is not really my thing. But, obviously, as time gone on, I tolerate it more. And then with the, the glow-ups, it definitely helped a lot more. Oda has improved his art, by the way. So, there's a little yeah. detail I told Justin. Where it's like, I've noticed like with the women, he's drawn this little extra detail where if they're not wearing shirts and they're showing off their navels, they have like these lines going down. And I hate to use the term from Rick and Morty, the cum gutter, (laughs) but it's like little details where you're just like, all right, that actually looks a little better, actually. 
Because the proportions are still way like, off. He's, he's doing but... more, like, shading, especially in, like, the covers and, like, the artwork that he, right? Like, shading yeah. along, like, the stomachs and curves, and it, mm-hmm. it looks really good, yeah. I actually remember I sent you a picture on Discord where I... I, <laughs> you I, I like, circle. <laughs> I circled the lines going, see, I knew it. There was a change. There's a difference. Because it was, like, it was, like, in the last 50, 100 chapters where he made this change. Because before that, it was always, like, okay, the one dot for the belly button, you have the stick for the stomach, and then you have big booba right and you're just like all right i guess that's the one piece <laughs> style i guess but now it's like okay the proportions are still off but they're a bit more curved and you got a bit more shades and details all right i'm i'm delaying i'm i'm delaying here i'm delaying best girls nami okay let's, let's of course here. yeah however i will say and the... i will also just say it, i agree i think nami is best girl like this by quite a bit up to this point I will say, however, this is the first time reading a Shonen series in which, you know, because people always have what's best boy, best girl, right? It's always like, it's, yeah. the, it's the the question as old as, as, old as humanity. Um, <laughs> I like to imagine people who probably back in the day, best girl, and they're talking about their lords. Their lords like, God damn it, Vivi is a close second. <laughs> really? Vivi's close second for you? I love Vivi. I really do. All right. She's in my top five. She's not my top two, but she's my top five. She's number four for me. Would you say Robin's number two? I was just going to say, yeah, finishing my thought, where this is the first time reading in, like, a big series, where, like, even, like, My Hero, Naruto, Bleach, uh, Dragon Ball, there's always a clear, like, you have personally in your head, best girl. It's usually never close, right? Naruto, for most people, for example, it would be Hinata. For Bleach, it would be uh, Matsumoto. I don't agree with that one, but that's an example. But in this one, I'm like, Nami's best girl, but Robin's a really slocked in second place. Just waiting for that one moment where Oda takes a shit in character writing. And I just go, okay, Robin's best girl now. Right. It's <laughs> super close. It's not It's not like this, like, best girl easy. It's no, Robin's right there. For, I guess for me, generally, I tend to think of, like, best girl as kind of almost like a a support to, like like, the best boy, you know? Possibly. And but, I, I feel like does Nami clearly, like, everything she's done for Luffy and her support to the crew has been amazing. And uh, I liked how Vivi kind of helped Luffy come into that captain role more. So that that's why she's my contender up there. Mm-hmm. Plus Redhead. But Robin is... The, <laughs> but, but also Robin with the brunette. Wait, is it brunette or is it black? It's black hair, right? It's black, yeah. Yeah, that's actually much better. Vivi's uh, hair is blue, <laughs> interestingly. I, I didn't expect that, but... um. <laughs> So number three, <laughs> number three is Bellamere, uh, Nami's mother. Where best mom for me. best best mom. Listen, she still looks great. She's like I think in her thirties in that flashback, or like older twenties. Yeah, I think she's that, like twenty eight. That there. unique Viking hair look, it fits her so well. Badass enough to uh, actually yeah, hairstyles badass. Also, actually fighting style. She actually was could have killed Arlong if she didn't didn't do the. The police thing, right? And be like, surrender or I will shoot kind of thing, right? Where she does this fucking bicycle kick out of the door onto Arlong with the gun barrel in his mouth. Like, oh man. Like, she, she's fantastic. She's great. Um, then I have Vivi right after that. Uh, she Not ranks bad. lower than Bellamere only because, if you recall, I said that I didn't think too much about Vivi at all when it first started. I thought, I just thought she was a plot device mm-hmm. going throughout. Now that I know that how big Alabasta is, if I were to reread in the future, not now, I need to read new stuff, not old stuff. Yeah. Um, I wonder how differently I would think. But yeah, Vivi, 
I did notice, though, whenever they show her in flashbacks, or like, no, not flashbacks, sorry. Whenever they show her, like, you know, meanwhile, back at Alabasta, reaction to the new news, right? I always get excited when I see Vivi and Karu again. Because I'm like, oh, these guys. I love Alabasta. I love these people. I miss them. Yeah. Okay. So, so speaking of Karu, <laughs> who's the best animal bro in the best series? Best animal bro. Let's, let's obviously not include Chopper. I would say, right? He's more like a human. Like, yeah. Really Chopper is not about the animal bros. You know, our Kung Fu. Or the, like, we got eyelashes from Alabasta, Karu. Yeah. Yeah, so in that vein. So going along with that, um, before we fit, I I still have more on my best girl list. By the way, we're going back to that. But real quick, best animal. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta give the show. You gotta give the show. Of course, you you gotta you gotta say it all, man. Uh, Favorite animals. I have Karu, number one. Right. Okay. Awesome. Now that we're done. Awesome. Let's move on. <laughs> Wrap it up. Yeah. Real, real quick. Real quick. That's right. Real quick. Real quick. Karoo, number one. Right. Everyone loves Karoo. But yep, I have facts. written down. I have Chocho, back from Orange Town. Best dog. Um, higher than eyelashes? Really? Higher than eyelashes. Because uh, after that, I have the Kung Fu Jugons. <laughs> I love, <laughs> wow, okay, I love okay. those dudes. Come on. They were trained by Luffy. You know they kick ass. Come on. True. Um, after that, I have the seahorse bulls from Water 7. Just how, just how, Im- oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the Yagura bulls, yeah, yeah. just how animated they are, right? How happy they were to swim. And then they just see, like, the, the water, water chicken. They're just like, ooh, ooh. And they're just, like, wa- ro- swimming over there. They're, they're, they're great. They're great. And then I just love how shitty these guys are. The, the, the toucans from Jaya, like, the South Bird or the East Birds or whatever. Oh, <laughs> the South Birds, yeah. How, how smug they looked when they're trying to capture them. And they're just like, <laughs> And they're just like right flying away before Robin catches one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, plus, the swind. I like the swindler herons. You remember them? The are oh, they in the manga? Holy crap! I don't even know anymore. Probably not. Because actually, so funny thing, it's always risky when I do this. I was looking for like the names of the animals. I was I was locked in an Alabasta, right? Because let's be honest, if we have one arc with the best animals, it's Alabasta. Alabasta has the best yeah, animals. Yeah. Period. And the swindler herons are from Alabasta. In the anime, maybe manga? I'm not sure anymore. And I was going to mention, yeah, so there's a couple animals they listed on there, and I'm like, I don't remember there being, like, a giant rock beetle. Were there were there rock beetles in Alabasta? That, in that, one, that one was from the filler, I'm pretty sure. Okay, because I remember seeing a picture of that. It was, like, like a brief, anime. like, two-episode, like, filler, so they had more, like, time with Ace when they're wandering through the desert okay. from, like, yeah. Uba to, you know, Rain Base or whatever. Yeah, apparently Zoro and Sanji learned how to... Hold- pull back boulders or something because they learned from the beetle right. or something and i'm just like i don't remember that at all is that from the anime yeah yeah no it didn't happen yeah so after i got my kung fu jugon answer which apparently the jugon is the the four kids name or the the localization it's not the actual name apparently right i think you mentioned it actually in alabasta as well they weren't yeah. called jugons but right kung fu dugons like come on that's what everyone calls them so yeah it's fine. kung fu dugons I'm, I'm now thinking of the pokemon <laughs> the Pokemon dude come with with <laughs> right. with with a uh, cross chop. Uh, so, but going back to the very important question, best grill. Um, yes, I said best grill. Uh, I have after Vivi, I have Hancock because this was the first one where I'm just like, okay, this is actually a hot girl in One Piece. Like she's actually hot. <laughs> like even with my criticism of the of how the art is. Oh, okay, wow. And that was when I noticed, right? The lines, the shades, oh my god. And plus, she right. she dresses very openly. I mean, come on. It makes it very clear that she earned that name. Yeah, um, I feel like if your devil fruit is like based on your sex appeal, you want to look sexy, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, definitely. Like, yeah. Um, I would have actually ranked Hancock higher, like top three, but she kicks puppies. <laughs> <laughs> kittens. And kittens. 
and baby seals. But that's okay because she's beautiful, and therefore yes. she still gets your number five spot. <laughs> therefore, she's morally gray because <laughs> she's because <laughs> she's hot. Uh, I also have um, oh, we mentioned Amazons, and I have to say, unfortunately, my lazy answer is the the main girl, Margaret, the main one that Luffy is with in the forest. Like she's the best one. Yeah. For me. Um, and then I <laughs> I don't even have the name written down. It's the prison guard lady from Impel Down. Do Save not you. do not ask me any questions why we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Just know it checks the right check marks. Redheads, okay. am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, she's redhead? Yes, yeah, she is. I thought she was blonde. She's a redhead? Redhead. Sadie, redhead. Okay, so the prison guard unnamed is now number five on the list. Uh, <laughs> everyone else is bumped out. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, so... Okay, so you always ask me this kind of stuff, but I usually have very vague about this. At this point, what's like your favorite attacks in One Piece? What's your at this point? Uh, like you mean like moves or like the hits, like the punches? Uh, I guess either or, because again, I'm very vague when it comes to action. So I, I guess it, it does kind answers. of like it does kind of overlap, right? Because like the Gum yeah. Gum Gatling against Lucci, like to finish that fight was mm-hmm. a ten out of ten. Oh man. <laughs> It just like the build up to it, you know how when Luffy like a little bit before that final moment, so, like I'm not falling on my back again, and like mm-hmm. right there before that, he almost falls, but he stands back up and he's like, "Nah, I'm finishing this." And then into that Gatling and the double spread panel on that is just so Chef's great. kiss. Uh, yeah, that's like one of the best I think for me in the whole series. Okay, that's definitely definitely commendable because that's not my number one. Because unfortunately for me. I'm such a sucker for ever since uh anime recently, uh not just shonen but like regular anime. Uh sorry, not that's such so stupid. You can, as you can tell, I'm a very I'm a super normie when it comes to anime, but <laughs> other non-shonen anime, um Fire has gotten really good in animation. Like even in non-anime shows like Castlevania, anime like Fire Force, even if I don't like that show personally. Uh that's that show I can be like to the max though. Uh, yeah, I'm not even talking about the girls. I'm talking about the fire. <laughs> Where you watch like fire uh, yeah, now. Yeah, no, I was also talking about the fire. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> the fire now is like, I'm not a pyromaniac, but <laughs> I'm looking at these fire effect scenes and people are getting very creative with the shadows and how people like, how people are moving behind flames now. And I'm just like, dude, can you imagine if Avatar Last Airbender had this level of fire animation? Ooh, dang. Oh my God. Yeah. So. Ooh. That's why when I started reading One Piece and I see Ace doing his fire fist, flash fist, flash fire fist, endeavor shit. <laughs> I don't know the actual name of the move, but I always called it flash fire uh, fist. Just fire fist. I imagine just that top quality animation where it's like it's not just red and orange. It's actually probably like a little shades of other colors because it's just, you know, animators get like creative with their uh, effects. Yeah, you know, throw a little bit of blue in there, you know. Why not? It, wait, some green. Fuck it. Some purple. Fuck it. Why not? Why not? Why not? But yeah, I like like a little bits of blue, basically, right? Where it gets like scorching hot for some points. But yeah, uh favorite finisher is definitely Luffy's bazooka. Uh you mentioned Luchi. Uh that's definitely the best one. I still have the favorite in my head of Drum Island against uh the king at the very, very top of the tower, where he's just pulling his hands back across the entire island basically for a charge up <laughs> yeah. before he launches him out. Now, of course, now he has gear two and three for that, so he doesn't have to pull back that far. But either way, it was such a great buildup for that. Not to mention, uh, uh, God, Foxy, that slow, right? That right. slow ending finisher. We mentioned that. 
But and and also like again, it was re- really recently. But that punch against the celestial dragon Charlos. Uh, oh, that that's punch a, is like that's, that's another question I was going to ask later. Oh, we'll get to that. I'll put an asterisk on that. Uh, Robin's backbreaker. It's not really a finisher, but when she did that to Spandam, that's like oh mm-hmm, the, the just, clutch. Oh, it's so good. Oh, she didn't have to do that, but she did it. Oh, it felt so good. Um, Chopper's Cloven Rose. I actually remember the name for this one. His uppercut against the uh, it wasn't the king in Drum Island. It, it was, was the two the two henchmen like combined yeah. together. Yeah, but that great moment of like the distraction from Luffy and Sanji, and he goes in for like a Mortal Kombat uppercut with his uh, not his whole yeah, form, sick. but his beefy form. That was great. Um, and then I wrote down as it has to be top five, no matter what. The happiness punch. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> favorite. I don't disagree. <laughs> and the funny thing too is that happiness punch is probably a lot more powerful now. So favorite Luffy punches. You mentioned that the Celestial Dragon. That's your favorite one so far. <laughs> See, it it is. I think it's like but... partially due because I sent you that anime scene as well. That's one of the clips. Yeah. It looks incredible in the anime, but it's it's a closely tied with me to the Golden Bell hit against Anel Anaru in Skypea. That's true, too. Just yeah. because I thought that arc and the way, like, the final punch was perfectly connected to the emotional climax with, like, Cricket down below mm-hmm. was, yeah. that was, ooh, that was good. So that punch, like, because of that, like, you know, duality makes that incredible as well for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm the same part where, to me, the more emotional connection is in the scene, the better the overall punch. Uh Unfortunately for me personally, as great as that Skypea punch is, it's not in my top five because it didn't connect with a Straw Hat personally. Uh, which Fair. I guess, which I guess was, which is my overall, uh, comp- not really complaint, but my my personal gripe with Skypea, where it's like there's no personal stakes, not really in this. So it's fun, it's really good. It's, I prefer it over Thriller Bark, but you know, it's I wish the Bell had a bit more connection with the Straw Hats. Oh but, man, the the gear third gigant bazooka in Thriller Bark Two when he finished oh, off Orius yeah. by like, crushing all his bones. Oh mm-hmm. my god, that was so metal, dude. Yeah, that's that was great too. But personally, Celestial Dragon Punch is number two. It, it wasn't a Straw Hat person affected by that, but it was just these fucking assholes. Like, like I, I'm I'm glad that he knows he's not untouchable, and there are oh, people in yeah. the world that don't give a shit. You know, like, he needs his whole <laughs> perception of reality changed, that and Luffy might, did it. Yeah, so that punch is number two for me, because that might as well have been the same impact as Usopp burning the, the marine flag and eating his uh, That's your number one? Well, that's not a Luffy punch, but if we're talking about best moments, that, that's up that there. Was, that was a very good, yeah, like, attack moment. Yeah, but... Ar- uh, but Arlong, it's still my favorite punch. Again, that emotional moment. This is, what I, well, this is what I'm talking about where I'm like, I get my flashback and more. That punch against Arlong where he just, you know, all the guys are just walking straight to Arlong Park, the main HQ. Yeah. And he just goes, who the fuck are you guys walking in here? Who the fuck are before you can finish? Just, just the, I think, isn't that like the first big punch Luffy does of like his series of great punches against villains or some shit? Yeah, and just the hit again, when he rips the gate off, and he's like, "Which one of you guys is our?" Yeah, mom? which which that one? Is just of, such a great moment. which one of y'all motherfuckers made my navigator cry? Which one of you? Um, I also have written down here, uh, crocodile. When he learns the weakness, right, he soaks his hand up, and then you get yeah. that punch in the middle of Alabasta. <laughs> that look of, like, fear and shock on Crocodile's face he, is he, he messes up his hair, he knocks the gar out of his mouth, like, mmm, so fucking good. 
I also have Bellamy. It's not my top three, but uh, you know I love that Bellamy yeah. punch. Yeah, so it's like, all right, Bellamy had some personal stakes, right? He humiliated the Straw Hats because they were holding back. And finally, like, all that shit talking just crushed with one indent into the skull. So satisfying. And then I have Wapple as, I count the bazooka as the punch, but that's like, you know. That's, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Um, What was the asterisk? You mentioned. Wait, was that the what we're talking about? The, the Celestial Dragon, I think, was where we asterisked yeah. it. Uh, I think we can do one more big question. I think it's the side characters, right? Or no, oh, yeah, you yeah. Know what? I, got your favorite, I got two more. Did I got we say more. your favorite non Straw Hat character? Yeah. So sorry, I got two more categories. So side characters. Favorite side character. Uh, I think it's unfair. It's Ace. He of all the side characters, he yeah. gets <laughs> of course the most yeah. attention yep. and highlight. So obviously, yeah. um. Number two, I got Bellamere, best mom. Again, a so little screen time, enough to wow. make such an impact. Even like over characters like Whitebeard. Yes. Whitebeard is number four. Number three, V is number Bellamere. three. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, and I hey. like Bellamere. Don't hey. get me wrong. I love Bellamere. Hey. But she is like, I don't have a more of an emotional connection to Emo- Bellamere than I do to VV Whitebeard, you know? Like, <laughs> emotional bias towards Arlong Park, towards Nami. Therefore, towards Bellamere. It's all connected for me. <laughs> um, again, enough. also, again, that bicycle kick. Just so great. Um, but yeah, Vivi is my number three. Uh, if her introduction was more, uh, I guess, more... It was like, uh, better, 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 better it was too sneaky. You know what it I mean? It was too sneaky. He did too good at making us think she was not important. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember looking back on it. You literally asked me back at uh, with Laboon during that arc, and you're just like, what do you think of these two characters? I'm just like, they're just grunts. So you were like, oh yeah, I forgot about those two characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, I guess we should talk about them. Yeah. But, yeah, and then Whiskey Pete comes around, and I'm just like, okay, so she's a plot device. She's Princess Peach. And then Alabasta comes around, and I'm just like, oh, you're not Princess Peach. Oh, okay, you're actually a really good character. That's right, we gotta throw some respect on Vivi. You know? <laughs> the real princess. The, uh, the real honorary straw hat, you know? Yeah, definitely. That's still one of the better endings of the arcs. Um, oh yeah, that as far as like, uh, I should have put. I didn't have it on my list, but like emotional moments that really hit. I should ask that. Oh, that's this. Though. It's all. It's all the flashbacks. It's Nami one, Rob, Robin's two. Like it's you know, it's all the the vocal. Uh, I'm talking like in present. You know what I mean? Like non flashbacks because some oh, of those are really okay. emotional. Like like the you know like the X's in the in the air at the end yeah. of Alabasta or. Just anything I, to that. I That's really the big one, I guess. In I, hindsight, like, I think in hindsight, I, I only have one answer for that one. But I, it's just that uh, looking back on it, it definitely got stronger and stronger is the end of Arlong Park, where it shows the memorial, right? The cross with the, the spinner. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, all right, yeah. All right, you got me a little bit. Or, actually, you know what? I need to change my answer. Because, again, this is why I need to prep for these questions, because I just realized, no, the answer is the merry-go scene. The merry-go farewell. Yeah, that's exactly. The, the, the yeah. Viking funeral. That was it. That's like the next, like, oh, that scene is. And it turns it, <sighs> it turns out giving a spiritual voice to a boat that I didn't know was a character this whole time was enough for me to make me cry on the toilet. Like, why would it happen <laughs> like this? <laughs> yeah. Everyone walking by. Every time, man. Every time, like, if I if I reread everything leading up to it, like, even if it's just like Water 7 and he's lobby, like, I'll cry every time when I get to that. It's the, it's the power that few words can have right because like i'm thinking of the emotional moment with nami right where all she can say is help and that panel really sticks out whereas with the merry go it's i'm sorry 
because as soon as you see that and you're just like oh fuck you could feel the waterworks <laughs> of like mm-hmm. oh it's the boat oh it, and then, right. then like robin's i want to live moment as far as yes, like present day exactly. emotional climaxes like that's another great one mm-hmm. <laughs> and his lobby was really hidden in that frame yeah yeah can we go back to water seven please not yet not yet, not yet. <laughs> um one day. okay yeah one day so vv number three white beard number four badass little screen time power badass og awesome emperor i could see that uh number five bond clay always an mvp okay that's right that's right collection it listen impel down he got ranked up a lot higher even after that yeah (laughs) our boy bond clay because before before he would have been like top 10 maybe right because of his alabasta but impel down i'm like okay no you're 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 one of the good ones you're one you're great you're great um covered in mystery is rayleigh at number six where I'm just like, okay, this Yoda guy. Okay, what's your yeah. deal? Number number two to Gold Roger. Okay, what's your deal? Gosh, what's his deal? What's his deal? Uh, number seven, Iceberg, because I'm a Water Seven biased. Because <laughs> I like anyone, Iceberg too. I I was almost intrigued of writing down Iceberg and all of Galila. All those side characters. It's everyone in Water Seven. Yeah, they were all fun. Even, like, I think the worst one, I think, maybe was only, was Polly, only because his jokes were, you know, the repetitive jokes was just like, it was, right. you can like the gag, you're, it's not that funny. But even then, it's still great. And then you have, like, the side characters just reacting, of like, okay, don't freak out. But Lucci and those guys, they're actually CP9 guys. And the next panel, they freak the fuck out. It's wonderful. Um, number eight is Dr. Kira. <laughs> that, oh, Kira, that, yeah. Yeah, that badass bitch. <laughs> like, so you want to know the secret to her eternal youth, is what you're saying? Oh, <laughs> uh, basically. Yeah. I'm curious. How, how do you how do you look so... Listen, anything to give me a discount, okay? She's going to rob my house. Like, uh, Man, I said this before <laughs> back then, and I will reiterate this. I can't believe no one's like, yes, please tell me, like, the secret, you know? Yeah. It, yeah She's if, offering if, it freely, and no you, one's curious. She's 131, right? And, and listen, Come on. And listen, I would be asking. And listen, the only reason why you're talking to her is because you fucked up and you're hurt or sick somehow, and she's going to charge you your entire life's fee plus your family's. But you're going to feel really good after that. So you might as well like try to discount and just go along with the flow. Just try, right? Get on her good side. Just try. Uh, <laughs> and plus, yeah, her whole dynamic with Chopper was also great too. Um, also, her, yeah, her scene with Nami. Just again. Great moments. With yeah, Dr. that the Kira ending that. of I like the ending of Drum Island with her, how she kind of shooed Chopper away, like you know, like come on, just go, mm-hmm. go on your adventure. I like, tough, I really like tough love. a lot yeah. as well. Um, at this point, and then yeah, at this point it was really hard to pinpoint the side characters because I'm just like, uh, maybe Vivi's dad, right? Or maybe uh, some. There's of the, like so many good side characters, right? Even like the like those two chefs from Baratier, Patty, and I forgot the other guy's name, right? Oh yeah, you know, oh, like yes. even oh, yeah, they're Sinbad. so memorable and funny. <laughs> I, yeah, I have a guy I call Sinbad, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wrote I wrote down Zeph, because, you know, he's really cool. He went to the Grand Line and back, so I'm like, okay, you got some stories to tell. You're a veteran. Um, and then I wrote down Hancock, because Booba. Because <laughs> <laughs> Booba. Of course. Uh, also, yeah, she did have, and she actually had a good backstory, too, but ever since Who, she Who's had your that... favorite of the Warlords? Warlords, okay. Yeah, Hancock? Uh, Crocodile? Uh, so yeah, so Mihawk, <laughs> not some good Hancock. characters in there. Yeah, so even though Hancock had like the probably like the best backstory of like all the side characters, oh yeah, one of the best yeah, ones for sure. She's really Ever- like the only villain, like well, one of the only villains like in the first section that got like a yeah. backstory. Like Lucci right got away. a backstory, Hancock got a backstory, but most of the villains you don't really learn shit about them, right? They're just like yeah. 
They're just present day like threats, and that's it. Yeah, but the only issue with Hancock is the issue I I worried about with Nami, which was once your emotional backstory is told, are you now going to be a one note character? And Hancock, unfortunately, is kind of like that right now. Yeah, and also always... I guess she's not really a villain. I'll just you know preface that. Yeah, she's so. <laughs> she's cool when she fights, but at this point she's a super simp for Luffy, and it's kind of getting old. Yeah, she's point. she's one hundred percent an ally, not a yeah. an enemy. Yeah, it's just she's not entertaining or interesting. Not as much, anyway. But she's just, still, she's still Mihawk, you know me, I mean? Yeah, she's not like that. But Warlord, I want to say Crocodile. Crocodile's my favorite Warlord. Just is he, is he your favorite antagonist of the first, like, half? Not of all time. He's number two. He's oh, up okay. there, though. Number one is Blackbeard. I, I, oh, okay. like, <laughs> yeah, at the end, fair. At the Very end. Fair. Just, like, because before, it was like, okay, here's a potential Star Wolf-style rival character. I'm curious. And then right away, it's like, oh, he's not a rival character. He's a main boss character. Yeah, I point. think, like, I think though both of those two are, even to this day, still, like, very frequent in most people's top fives for, like, the best antagonist yeah. in One Piece. And it looks like we're going to see more Crocodile again in the future, because after Marine Ford, he's like, yeah. you want to go? Wanna go Him and Das Bonus, or, or Mr. Mm-hmm. One, both head into the New World. Yep. So Crocodile's my favorite warlord. Uh, after that, uh, would be Mihawk of the Warlords, because we don't know much about him, but again, whenever he's on screen, it's like, holy shit. But of antagonists, I have Blackbeard 1, Crocodile 2, Arlong at 3, right? Cause yeah, that's good. Joe DiMaggio in my head. <laughs> head cannon, that Joker voice. Uh, Mihawk 4, uh, Buggy 5, uh, especially because Impel Down, he really just showed off that. I was say, man, Buggy really made a comeback. <laughs> oh, he definitely uh, after Buggy, I have... I, I would say, I would put Buggy really high, but it's not because of his, like, him as an antagonist, right? It's just, like, him as a character and, it's like... It's pure his, entertainment. Him. It's it's Usopp's yeah, uh, Looney Tunes animation on steroids, because he literally has, like, the ability to shoot out his limbs. So when he hits a wall, every limb is actually bouncing out of his body. It's fucking hilarious every time. And as I mentioned, like, again, he has potential to actually be an interesting rival character in the future. Oh yeah, um, Do you, is he immune in your opinion to armament hockey? Because hmm. people think he is a lot of people. Because like they're like, there's no way Mihawk is gonna not go all out in this fight, and Mihawk actually was like, "What the f is going on?" Like he, in would, his face, like when he chopped him up and he reformed, he was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I would say, me, uh, Buggy is a hard counter. To the yeah, it seems like pockets. he is actually immune to being cut, like, including but, hockey cuts, right? Yeah, however, I would say Mihawk is uh, strong enough, or skilled enough to understand, I just need to wait for him to fuck up. Like, for example, Marineford, oh, Buggy counter, uh, retaliates by throwing a buggy ball. Mihawk just parries the buggy ball. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not saying he's stronger <laughs> than, like, Mihawk. I'm just asking if you think he's actually immune to, like, armament hockey, which I, I think he is. That's the sword, point. right? That's the sword? What? That's the sword, right? No, because you know how, like, uh, like hockey, like, as Rayleigh explains, like, armor hockey lets you, like, oh, hit devil fruit users. we were talking about Mihawk, and I thought you meant that was, like, his sword name or something. No, no, okay. Yoru. I'm saying, do we think, like, Buggy is completely immune to any kind of cut, including hockey cuts? I would say he's immune to lower level hockey forms. Like, you have to be, you like, You think Mihawk? You don't think Mihawk was going all out against him? Hmm. That's that's what people people would like. We assume that Mihawk's like he's not just gonna in a war like that not be using his hockey. That's true. It's it is up for debate. I don't know. I I kind of lean towards like I think that Devil Fruit might just be like 
one of those kinds of devil fruits where you just literally cannot cut the user no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. But I do not know. That yeah, it's it's the issue of like, is that a hard counter or is this a like, an, is this an unstoppable force? We'll have to see more because the the one panel we did see is that it seems like the answer is yes, Buggy is immune to that power, but we haven't seen like who knows maybe Mihawk wasn't going all out because maybe he just right thought, okay it is very possible yeah because oh, Oda could go either way I'm I'm just gauging the level of Luffy right now right I'm just gauging right oh that's my normal slice I just accidentally cut a mountain in half whoops <laughs> I I forgot <laughs> to hold back again sorry my bad like he's doing like the Goku thing where he's like okay. oh that's only one percent a couple um, more that we have to get to uh huh biggest cunt who is it <sighs> it's, it's got to be spin Europe. It's got to be Spandex. Yeah. I am inclined to agree. And I, I want to put Charlo second because just everything he represents, you know, mm-hmm. even like he himself only did those few couple things. So it's hard to put him that high. But I really just hate yeah. this Lester if, if we're going to say, stand yeah. for. Mm-hmm. if we're going to say one character, it's Spandex. If it's a group I of agree. people, Celestial Dragons, easy. Right. It's very, it's very clear that Oda is setting this up of like, I want you to hate these guys so fucking much. Here's a flashback. Here's a scene. Here's another scene. Here's another flashback. And then yeah, every then, like, it even time, played into Luffy's like full exactly. flashback. So like, every, hate him. <laughs> every single time, there's not one single redeeming factor about these people. There are only exceptions, like Sabo, right? When and they're right. kids. Like he, well, he's out. not even like he's not a celestial dragon. He was just a noble. But yeah, he's with the family that wanted to be one. So the family was right. like on their way because like the yeah, it's the, the, pretty high ranking. No yeah, because adoptive brother he had. I'm like, oh my god, you are just oh, you're so powerful. oh, Stussy dude, he's oh, the worst, dude. dude. <laughs> like, he's dude, the most hateable child I've ever read in anything, even, even in any form ha- of fiction. Even more hateable than the kids from Fallout Three and Skyrim. Oh, even more hateable than them. <laughs> You, tr- you you install the. <laughs> oh, I hate those you, kids. You, you know what I mean. You, <laughs> hey, I, hey, I don't play with mods, but there's one mod <laughs> that I consider <laughs> yeah. just to make those kids shut up. Um, wrapping up the ferret antagonists, though, uh, Okiji and Aikainu, Aikainu, sorry, uh, yeah. the the high admirals. Um, not the GTA looking guy. He's interesting, but the previous two have emotional connection. I could do uh, Okiji. Sorry, God, their names are so similar. Okiji to Robin, mm-hmm. and then I kind of now to Luffy. Yeah. So we got those connections. Uh, Luchi, obviously, big badass. That's our first slash right. reference. He's he was a great and like a villain for that arc. Uh, number nine, I early on Kuma. He dropped down because it turns out he might be a good guy, but character wise, he's very interesting going forward. Now he's a character of mystery now to me at this point. Um, What's the I guess the that's Bible? the one other relevant thing from this arc, right? Is we learned that Kuma did protect the Sunny the whole time they were gone. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the previous arc, it was it was kind of like a I guess a mystery for those who weren't quite sure. Like even mm-hmm. I was always like, oh, we don't know for sure of like what's his actual allegiance at this point. We were told he's a friendly, but we don't know if he was actually fully roboted out. And the answer is no, he's a friendly. And so, yeah, so can't wait to see more of Kuma. And and then I have Spandam at ten because that fucking cunt. <laughs> he can't fight, <laughs> but boy, did he have so much power uh, in terms of like sway of that whole arc, that moment. Mm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, he, he deserves the number one spot by by a lot. Yeah, for worst cunts, Spandam worst, uh, best character to punch. That's probably the worst part about Enius Lobby is that Luffy, uh, Luffy didn't punch him. 
but Robin broke his back. That's that's good. If only if if only yeah, the back break it. was double panel too. If that was double panel alone, I would frame that shit in my room. Okay, <laughs> yeah. just saying. <laughs> and I would I would put like uh, writing beneath the the frame, going "Karma's a bitch, ain't it?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, favorite antagonists, favorite side characters. Uh, I think that's all I got. I think that's question. all I had too, except. I said I wanted to ask if any of your old theories that you thought of, or you have any new theories you think are still plausible. Oh, <laughs> uh, I joke around. With, yeah, I joke around. I joke around, around. Yeah, I joke around with Cthulhu, but the real—I guess the real mystery would be the. Uh, I'm I'm blanking. The secret weapons, ancient weapons. What are they called? The blueprints. Uh, the the Poneglyph? Yeah, you mean the stones? There's yeah, a like this, yeah, yeah. There's a possibility that there might be like some kind of spiritual, supernatural connection with them, like, and they're not just blueprints for like nukes. I don't think it's that simple. I think there might be more to it, especially mm-hmm. now that we're learning more about like, oh, we have the One Piece version of the Force that exists in this universe. Probably not as thorough as the Force, right? Where it's like only certain characters can even think about using these powers. Whereas mm-hmm. you know, Star Wars, it kind of was just like biological instead thanks prequels but uh there's that right where like maybe there's some connection with the uh those blueprints mixed in with if these things are made it's the end of the world not just because of a power gap but because it's an unsolvable force you know itself which could be a lovecraftian supernatural creation like a mixture right, right? like a biological yeah yeah artificial creation um not really a theory but the mystery of the the Ohara flashback, right? Where it's the missing kingdom, the hundred yeah. year gap. That God, is, dude, I can't wait top until of you that catch list. up and we actually get to talk about all the don't, theories and everything. Don't say that. I'm just saying I can't <laughs> can't wait for that. I know, I know, I know, I know. We're That's gonna be there, like man. like a two to three episode like special. Mm. <laughs> it's gonna be so much. Just theories, just theories, because. The exchange between Rayleigh and Robin, right, at Sabote, where it's like, what is the will of D, and what is the missing year gap? And then Rayleigh just goes, yeah, I have an answer. Is it the answer? I don't know. You probably mm-hmm. best look it up yourself. And that's enough for yeah, Robin. Yeah, that, that's such a tantalizing quote. Yeah, exactly. Gave, I'm just right? like, 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 you might come to a different conclusion. You're like, this is, it's subjective? Like, what? Is this how it feels like to be have your balls tickled but not physically like what the hell is this dude you can't just do that <laughs> i need the whole thing man <laughs> yeah but, I, mm, I can't yeah. wait for that reveal but back to theories back to theories. sorry because that one is a whole mystery right but the mm-hmm. theory i guess i will say connected to that would be the will of d is possibly instead of the 20 families that are the celestial dragons that's that erased that history Maybe the Will of D is descendants of the families that were a part of that missing kingdom. Possibly connected with that. However, I wouldn't know how it's connected bloodline related. Maybe it's more like a a title given to you by people yeah. from that. Yeah, so because like, we, we do have hmm. implications that it's not purely blood, right? Because yeah. We've seen literally like a different species now. And plus like the Jaguar D saw that was a D. Yeah. And then knowing Oda, his type of writing, his perception, at least from what I've gotten so far, is more like everything that celestial dragons represent is horrible. Everything like status by bloodline kind of thing was like top of the list. 
So therefore, Will of D is probably not directly that. Maybe, if anything, someone who is a descendant, maybe they give the title to a group of people or a person that is a, you know, a friend to mankind or some way. But right. then again, how would Blackbeard get that title? So right it's so maybe that's maybe a good, that's a good point <laughs> so like maybe someone that was with one of whitebeard's crew got it or maybe whoever blackbeard was with prior like that group of people i will, I will tell you something know. that you might not have noticed there are some similarities between people with the initial d have you noticed mm-hmm. any of those other than the fact that they're huge badasses um <laughs> right yeah so it can't just simply be double fruit users, uh, not just because they're connected. Yeah, you're you're not talking about we, like yeah. Objectively. So it's just it's not like no one literally no one knows what this means. I'm not like a loaded question. Just people have noticed that when it comes down to someone with the initial D and their death is shown on screen, they are always smiling. Ace hmm. died smiling. Jaguar D Saul died smiling. Okay, Roger yeah, can... was seen smiling at his execution. Right. So I wouldn't have noticed that if you said the question like that because. Right. I knew that, or I guessed that Luffy was connected to Roger somehow because he had that same smile, that same look. So mm-hmm. if you said that question instead of the will of D, you would have said the connection to Roger. Then I would have been like, oh, right, smiling. I would have been like, right. It would have been <laughs> right. that, that passion behind it of their, of their, uh, oh, is fucking Roger even dead at this point? That lion that Whitebeard said, of fact, he's not, you're not the one that he's going to be waiting for. And I'm just like, Right. Dude, is that literal? Is that oh, <laughs> right. God? Yeah. What is this? So yeah, all my theories on a serious level, it's all connected to the hundred year gap. Um, Raftel possibly they made that island once, and I'm figuring that that's gotta be an island with maybe not all the answers, but like a good chunk of the answers, right? Um, and just everything before that, and maybe Cthulhu is the boss. That's it's like. Like, resting at Raftel. So, who the fuck knows? <laughs> um, right. Unfortunately, I think I'm going to drop the favorite theory of mine, that Laboon is actually the secret One Piece all along. Uh. <laughs> I'm going to drop that one, but it, it's fun as it is. Because, obviously, at this point, it's like, no, Laboon's connection is more so to Brooke than to Roger. Roger has a connection with Laboon, but I don't think it's as strong as, you know, the Brooks' connection, right? That whole uh, mm-hmm. character arc. I feel like it's done at this point until they return to Laboon. I could be completely fucking wrong, but that's what I feel like right now. Um, I want to ask you, I think, we're getting a little oh. long here, but I do want to ask you, if you remember, it's a hard question, so don't feel free you know, if you don't want to answer this one. At this point, what it was the most popular theory going around that wasn't what we were just talking about? Ooh. If you remember. I know it's a very loaded question, but this is from me, a rookie. Curious yeah, what yeah. the time set was at the time. One of the, one of the big ones I remember is uh, related to Blackbeard and uh-huh. how Marco in Mirren Ford said, like, oh, this actually, like, maybe isn't that weird that he has two devil fruits because we all know there's that, like, weird thing with his body, right? Or something like that. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of speculation, like, around what exactly that could have meant, and et cetera, et cetera. If you want to know, I'll tell you what the most popular one was. Hmm. Well, I'm guessing it has to be with the Will of D connection, where it's not just people smiling, but also, like... Surprisingly not. It was oh, surprisingly, okay. it was not related to the Will of D, and the reason oh. he could take two devil fruits. And it's not because of the dark fruit, right? Because that's my service level thinking, where it's just like, oh, because you can absorb. 
Right. Right. That's what, like, people, we assume, like, if Oda wants us to think that, then that's not the truth, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's surface level shit. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm not sure, because obviously that's the objective reasoning, right? Like, oh, that's why he got it. But the question is, how can he handle it without going insane or dying from overloading of power or, you know, of like, you know, like, we're talking about Lovecraftian themes here, of like going insane with power, of just like the... Your insanity going nuts. Hey, you can't handle it. So, who knows? Maybe it's just what he likes to drink all the time. Who knows? He's got the belly for it. But right. obviously, the, <laughs> the deeper meaning, obviously, I think we'll find out more in the future because Blackbeard is definitely my person of interest right now. That's why he's my favorite villain right now. He would definitely be recurring going on. Also, like, I know we're going long here, but it's kind of like a, a special episode because we're just talking about, like, questionnaires. Or, like, yeah, yeah, we get to, we finally get to kind of, yeah, know, kick talk back a little bit. Free kick style and free form. A little bit, yeah. Where it's, I love the fact that, I guess, I know I said earlier, I'm contradicting myself, sorry. Where I said earlier, it seems like Blackbeard is, like, the rival gang, and now he's, like, the big boss. It's like, no, I think he's both now. Because yeah. everything that, Blackbeard is, is the opposite of Luffy. Like, we literally got that interaction back at Jaya, right? Where they're opposites. Where Blackbeard loves being a, pi a pirate because of all the crime, right? All the negative shit that goes with it. Mm -hmm. Luffy loves being a pirate because of all the, the romantic positive stuff, right? The adventure, the freedom behind it. Blackbeard loves it because it's like, oh, I can have a harem. I can kill people freely. Yeah, I it's like a power. I, I feel like on a base level, they have similar ideals, right? Where they're both like, oh man, the like, same I love passion. being a pirate because it allows me to be completely free. Yeah, and Luffy's like, what I want to do with that freedom is hang out with my friends and go on adventures. And Blackbeard's like, oh, I want to get women and power and rape and pillage, you know? Like, mm -hmm. two sides all, of the same coin. Yeah, all the actual real world horrible shit <laughs> most pirates did. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, I'm just going to take and pill pillage everything in my way and no one's gonna stop me i'm gonna have the worst criminals on my side I, because they're the strongest i'm gonna have people kill each other to join my crew like again it's like kind of like the joker where it's like that same idea where that sorry the scene from Black, the dark knight where he's like uh there's three of you i'm only gonna take one of you kill each other off i take the strongest kind of thing Horribly he, he reminds horribly me, ruthless. like, of Greed from Full Metal Alchemist. Like, I just mm, want everything, except yeah. that he was a much better villain and way more successful. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, yeah. He's like, he's the successful version yeah. of Greed, you know? Yeah, yeah. sorry. When you like, said better, more I, successful objectively. But I, I love Greed. Yeah. Greed's my favorite character from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Like, he's yeah. a great character. Oh, that's another great series. But, yeah, again, like, that's what it feels like. It's the huge uh, mirroring between Blackbeard and Luffy. So it would be disappointing if we don't see a lot of Blackbeard. But at the same time, I feel like it would be too much if we got... It's that weird uh, balancing act, right? Where it's like, he's definitely going to be like this overarching last boss at this point. But Yeah, like that's what it seems to be, like being built up to be the ultimate, like, or penultimate baddie, you know? Mm -hmm. But you don't want him being in every single arc, because obviously he's going to be pillaging the new world right now. So, if anything, they could do this Final Fantasy, again, we're talking about, I'm talking about Final Fantasy 7 references here, I love that game, sorry, where <laughs> uh, Cloud and the gang are, like, going through the world, and you're seeing all the shit Sephiroth has done, where it's like, yeah. oh, is that the snake we couldn't beat? Oh, look, it's impaled. Who did that, Sephiroth? So they're going through, like, all the shit of, like, the main villain has done before them, they, before they got there. So Blackbeard, Oda could do that with Blackbeard, right? Where maybe every couple of islands they go along the way, it's like, 
this is a this is just wreckage. This is just desert. What happened here? Oh, Blackbeard and his gang came around, and now we have nothing. In fact, this is like a tenth of the people that were here. Everyone else is dead or kidnapped. Mm-hmm. So Oda could do that in the future for Blackbeard. But I don't know how much he's going to do it. Because, again, these are writing tactics you could do. But at the same time, Oda likes to change it up a bit every now and then. Keep you guessing. Yeah. So some things are predictable and in a good way. And some things are left in a mystery. Also in a good way. Oda's very good at that. Very impressed. <sighs> yeah, I, I think that's most of, like, my discussion topics and questions that I had. And I, I feel like we covered quite a bit of content, too. I just want to see more of the Straw Hats. I'm just happy they're all back together again. New, looking new and looking good, too. Like, I know we were joking about best girls earlier, but it's also like, honestly, even Sanji looks good in his own way. Because you're just like, oh, you look good. You look fresh, right? Yeah. You look new and fresh. So, especially if the next arc is, in fact, Fishman Island, and I, you're probably going to say it in a very yeah. vague way of like, upcoming chapters is a blank saga or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> I always give you the arc name. What Come on. This? What is this? I don't know, man. I'm still butthurt under chapters ago after um after, uh, what was it? It was after Eni's Lobby, actually. After Eni's Lobby, where I'm just like, Fish yeah. what's next, right? It's like Thriller Bar. Uh, and then but... it's like Shibondi, and then Amazon Lily, and then Impel Down, mm-hmm. the Marine Ford, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Can't wait to see the the fishmen again, please. Oda, they're underwater at this point. <laughs> so what are we what are we doing? What's next? So as I said, we are next week. We're going to be doing it's a f- uh, it might be the next two episodes to cover the whole arc, but. Usually we read through the whole thing and we'll just kind of discuss half we'll or figure it out, discuss yeah. it as a whole and do it in pieces if there's really relevant stuff. But I, I personally think this may just be one episode, so listeners also feel free to read the whole thing. Uh, it starts at 6.03 and goes to 6.53. Okay. So 51 chapters of the Fishman Island arc. Yeah, boy! <laughs> it's happening, baby! Yeah, 51 <laughs> chapters. Okay, so... The last time an arc had this much buildup was Alabasta. We had like three arcs before that to build up to it, but they weren't that long in, in hindsight. This one has been so much buildup. I'm so fucking ready for Fishman Islands, but I'm also worried I'm overhyping it just like Alabasta. But we I wasn't, see. but I wasn't overhyped for Alabasta. It was just right. So Oda, please deliver. OPOP. <laughs> we will see <laughs> so yeah that's it 603 653 for next week thank you guys so much for tuning in if you wanted to leave a five star review wherever it's available like itunes we would gladly find it and read it on the show and it would help us out a lot yes and please message us that robin's actually best girl not nami or you know just some just some just some waifu war shit i love just getting into that, as stupid as it is, I just love getting into it. I love how, how, this, how crazy the best girl wars. <laughs> yeah, listen. When it came to the the best the waifu wars in Bleach, I was on the Yoroichi side. Okay, there was always a bloodbath in those forums. Okay, all those I think people... I, I'm with you. Yoroichi <laughs> easily <laughs> the best. Listen, Matsumoto is overrated. She's a hot redhead. I love redheads, but listen, Yoroichi's got yoga pants. Okay. It's Yoruichi, man. Yeah. <laughs> She's a nudist! Come on, guys! <laughs> and if people wanted to, to wage this waifu war with you, where could they find you? 
<laughs> they can find me at Jacob Miranda on Twitter. That is J-A-C-O-B-M-E-R-E-N-D-A, all lowercase, all one word. Um, oh, if your answer is Rukia, that's that's a good second place. That's a good place. I think she's better than my, She should have been best girl, but she's not. Where can they find you? For all your One Piece memes and the content and pretty much just random manga memes, mainly Shonen Jump stuff, uh, follow me at Jitsu, J-I-T-S-Z-U on Twitter. <laughs> One more time, I'll say thank you guys so much for listening and for tuning in just every week. Those of you that do, really appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. Uh, Ace's best boy. Bye. <laughs>